What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey and Michelle, and we are discussing the fifth episode of Tales of the Walking Dead. And just to give y'all an idea of the, uh, I guess, the the general attitude for this episode for Michelle, because she wasn't a fan of the last one. I don't know if y'all can see it on her screen, but her screen name, she changed it to W-T-H-I-G-O. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Michelle! Uh, you didn't like this one either, huh? Oh, la- no, last week's episode was great. <laughs> Compared to this. You didn't like it for real? No. Oh, wow. I didn't. However, I kind of did like how it was filmed. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Oh wow. Okay. What about you, Casey? Um, I hated the music. Like the music kept taking me off. Like I couldn't concentrate good because mm-hmm. it had that um that noir music. Yeah. You're talking all in yes. the background. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like every time something happened, like that music just made it off. Really? It made it feel like it should have been in the 70s <laughs> as opposed to modern times. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And then also with in the very beginning, it very much reminded me of Salem Witch Trials. Mm, like mm-hmm. running him down with the um torches and pitchforks and i'm like what the hell (laughs) what is this because it took me a minute and then i like the beginning even i had to watch a couple times because i'm like how you not getting bit oh okay and then i noticed she ain't had no mouth so i was like okay okay yeah it just really threw me off it reminded me of a cult it did yeah Mm -hmm. it it really did Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I will agree. Um, I actually, like I said, I I like the fact that they're doing different things with this anthology series. It felt like watching a scary movie to me. You know, one of those psychological thrillers, like Uh half the time you don't know whether or not this is actually happening or if it's in his head. And one of the things that I do like about this anthology series is that you see them, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast about these fictional stories and how they approach mental health. And one of the things about this episode and all the episodes in this series is you see different aspects of people going through some mental issues, you know, like, are they losing their minds or whatever? And we don't really see a lot of that in the main show, even though this is a zombie apocalypse. There's going to be some people who are going to lose their minds, who's not going to have it all dealing with the things that they deal with. So I liked the way that they approached this episode because for most of it, especially the first part, it's kind of like, okay, is he or isn't he? Like, what's going on? Like, especially when the when the dead whisperer that he's handcuffed to starts talking to him. <laughs> and he's like, like, you get up and walk. <laughs> what? Right. He was like, okay, if you can talk, you can walk. That, <laughs> I'm telling you, I know it wasn't really supposed to be funny. It was funny. Oh, I mean, hilarious. First, first thing, first, let's let's talk it first. How the hell are you gonna open up with a damn asthmatic whisper? I mean, Walker. I was like, did the Walker have and 
And then watching what happens through the episode, I was like, oh, okay, that explains it. But when you open up, first of all, he's laying on the ground, he's unconscious, and he's woken up because a walker is on top of him trying to get at him and Mm -hmm. not really succeeded. And I was like, what is going on? And then you see that half of the walker's face is kind of melted. And I was just sitting here like, what the hell is going on? Then you hear it wheezing. Then it starts talking to him when he starts panicking because he has a gash on his head. He's obviously been knocked out. He seems to not have any recollection of what's going on, but here he is. He's handcuffed to a dead person and he's in the woods and people are calling for him. And you hear different things. Like you hear them calling his name, Devon. You also hear murderer and all this other stuff. So I was like, okay, he don't know what's going on, but obviously he didn't kill somebody or they think he's killed somebody. But then I was like, but he's been knocked out. So maybe he got framed. I was sitting here trying to figure it out, but I was just laughing because I was like, this Walker is wheezing. Like, did the Walker get COVID? Did the Walker get asthma? (laughs) (laughs) Or is he imagining this? I mean, I thought maybe he, it was no Walker. I was like, I'm confused again. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. I thought he was kind of maybe unconscious and imagining that, you know, kind of like we thought maybe that's what it was with uh, Blair and um, Gina. You know, we were like, maybe they're unconscious and going through this. But anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought he was imagining the Walker being attached to him. So. Right. But the fun, like you said, Casey, the funny thing was the Walker sit here talking junk like you killed me and all this other stuff. He was like, come on, let's go figure out what's going on. He was like. If you can talk, you can walk. (laughs) So it's obvious the the walker, he hasn't killed the walker because again, he's handcuffed to the walker. That's a lot of dead weight to try and carry around. Now, I know some of our group, they would have just broke the arm off and took the handcuffs off that way. But this dude obviously is like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a fresh body. So it's not like decomposing quite yet in a way mm-hmm. to just snatch the arm off and walk around with just the arm. Right. I mean, this is like Fresh. the same size he is pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, here's the thing that's kind of interesting. So Devon and this walker, they walk to a building that looks like a church building, like an old abandoned church building. And he reaches down into his boot and we see that he has a he has a man-made prosthetic on his leg. So obviously part of his leg is gone, which is one of the reasons why he's limping. He pulls two things out of his boot. He pulls a picture of what looks like his family. And mm-hmm. then he pulls out a card that says PPP. You know, I was like, wow. Now, and I know Michelle is looking at us kind of confused because I don't think she's quite up to this part in the show yet. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to explain just a little bit, Michelle. You might have to get a little bit spoiled. Is that the helicopter people? Well, possibly. I mean, the, they, they are the CRM, but we've seen that card before in another character on the show. Okay. Oddly enough, a character who I thought this character was or related to because we have a character named Heath on the main show. I don't know if you 
you mm-hmm. remember who Heath is. Heath is the black guy with the glasses and the dreads. He was there when Rick and them first got to Alexandria. Okay. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and and Tara went on the run. Right. Him and Tara yep. went on the run to Oceanside. Tara couldn't find him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right now in the show, we have no idea where Heath is. He just disappeared. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because his actor had to go off and be Dr. Dre for the right. um, NWA biopic. I do remember that. Okay. Because there was an explosion and a bunch of sand and they got separated. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the theory is or what they've revealed in the show or like, you know, um, on like Talking Dead or in an interview is that apparently he's got picked up by the CRM. So okay. he's with them. We don't know why. We don't know how. We've seen like little clues here and there, like, um, okay, you know about the Commonwealth in the current season. This is the the town with the uh, stormtroopers. So outside of one of their facilities, there's a wall of the lost. So it's like people who live inside that community, they've put up pictures and stuff looking for their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And when you slow that commercial and that promo down just a little bit there's a piece of paper up there with the name Heath and I was like I don't know if they try to tie all this together but we still have no idea where Heath is Heath had one of those PPP cards so it's kind of like are they related is this another clue because again when I first saw the promos for Tales of the Walking Dead before I realized this was Jesse T. Usher the way that they showed him kind of in shadow I really thought it was Heath maybe before all of this happened. Cause again, he has a low haircut Heath that we know he has dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this Heath? And then I look and I see, Oh wait, that's Jesse T. Usher. I was like, so he's a new character or they were, you know, I thought they were recasting Heath. No, this character's name is Devon. So maybe but they were together a- before. And I was trying to look at the picture to see if Heath was in the picture, but he wasn't. He wasn't. See, I see like the picture. There's him. There's a little girl over here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know something about that little girl. The way the way she is in the picture looks like they had a body and they pasted a a face and a hair or they pasted another face on top of that body because it looks creepy if you look at if you look at the picture. But it looks like a mama, daddy. And the other thing is over on the side, there is another person with glasses and dreadlocks, but I can't tell if it's a male or a female. So I'm like, are y'all teasing us? Are y'all teasing us? And I know I spent way too much time talking about this, but Casey and I have been saying it on the podcast since we started covering The Walking Dead. Where the hell is Heath? <laughs> where is Heath? We need to know where he is. Like on he, Twitter, he done turned into he done turned into a Morales. Remember, everybody was like, "Where's Morales?" Morales and his family went off, and we never seen Morales again. Where's Morales? Where's Morales? Where's he? Don't say nothing, because because Mich- that's why yeah. I said, "Where's Morales? Where's he? Where's he?" So that was kind of interesting, you know. But anyway, moving back to the story, so. He's sitting there looking at this picture and stuff. I think that was a little, I think that was a girl now that I'm looking at it. And he's still trying to figure out what's going on. Like he keeps having these flashes of people and like of pictures. 
and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Now, I'm going to be honest. Okay. So looking at the promos for this episode, looking at him and then looking at all the people who are all different from him, I was like, oh, this is about to be one of these shows about them, you know, whole community of white folks going after white folks. Going after that's a black it. person. That's what I was thinking. Like they coming after him with torches. They calling him mm-hmm. murderer. You see the flashback of him with, uh, you know, the two white women, and then one of these women look like is the one that's handcuffed to him. So I'm like, hmm, okay, this is gonna be an interesting episode. So one of the things that this walker keeps saying to him, she keeps repeating a number to him, 897, 897. And he's looking at her like, what are you talking about? And as they're walking through the neighborhood, like you see him approach a house and you see people off in the back, you know, down the street, they're walking around with torches. And he looks at the house number on this house and it's 897. So he's like, hmm, okay. And you start seeing more flashbacks. And basically what happens is the story slowly unfolds throughout the course of this episode. You go to seven weeks ago, and this is where he first meets the people that he eventually comes to live with. He's out in the woods. He's been, he's been hurt, um, not bitten, but hurt and injured enough that they have to amputate his leg while he's unconscious. So he wakes up and they're talking to him. And, you know, it seems like he's not in any danger. They're taking care of him. And then you start getting like different clues about who these people are. Like they're speaking to him in French and he automatically starts speaking back a little bit. So then you start trying to figure out where they are. He think, you know, he I think he asked if he was in Montreal and they said that they were in Maine. So Apparently, he was trying to go to Montreal. He's looking for someone, probably his family. But it's just one of those things where it's like. They were weird. Okay. It was because I I, I know that the way that. And I I think it's because of the way that they're doing the flashbacks. Like Mm -hmm. he's remembering things. But in between the remembering, they're showing these other flashes that are like enveloped in a red light which I think are the things that the traumatic things that he's, that, you know, his brain is trying to force him to remember, but apparently he's not ready to remember that yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So while we see those flashbacks, he's trying to get into the house. And of course he can't, the Walker points to the garage as a way for them to get in. So he turn he, he lights a match and he sees the garage and you know he kind of sort of recognizes it but there are some things that are kind of weird in this garage like there's things that are kind of out of place and there's a bucket on the ground with looks like it's some kind of green stuff I'm thinking it might be like antifreeze or something like that I'm not sure and then you see blood and I was like what the hell happened in here it obviously has something to do with this this woman that he's and it's not just blood it's also because it's in the background there's stuff on the on the ground there's like bits and pieces of meat and i'm sitting here like oh that's what happened to that face 
But again, we don't know how it got there. You know, he finds his boot that he was missing because he's walking around right now with just one one shoe. He sees the blood. He's sitting here trying to figure out what's going on. And the walker is like, this is where you killed me. And he's like, I wouldn't do that. This is where you killed me, murderer. And then he starts seeing flesh. Let me just say, I am over people being on the run all this and loud as hell. That garage door was so loud. I'm like, I'm like, I'm right here. I'm here. Come find me. And nobody knows how to be stealth. Nobody in none of these episodes. Everybody is loud. Like, hey, Walker, I'm over here. Hey, come find me. People that are hunting me with pitchforks and 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 um torches. Come find me. Come listen for the loud ass garage. <laughs> and then not only that, you walking around with a lantern and you walking through the house and you're there's more, there's lanterns, there's candles lit. I was like, you say I'm home. Just sit find me at the house. <laughs> right. So anyway, he finds a saw and he cuts the arm of the walker so he can be free of her. Mm-hmm. He brings her to the table in the kit in the dining room and he starts having these flashbacks again. And then he realizes that he knows who this person is. So he he gets a little upset. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So we start learning a little bit about his life with these people. And basically... He's staying with them while he recovers from his injury again. They had to amputate his his leg. So he's living with his family, his two sisters and the son of one of the women. And they're all on their own right now. And both of them had a son. Yeah. Well, we don't know that at the beginning. That's the thing. We didn't know that at the beginning because when you look at the flashback, it's just him, um, Amanda, her son and what was the other woman's name? Was it Mona or something like Mora, something like that. So we don't see the young boy. We don't see Mora's son in this first flashback. And I think that's part of the, that's part of the reveal of throughout the episode, because as he's starting to remember things again, there's something traumatic that keeps Mm -hmm. flashing at him in red, but it's just bits and pieces. So we don't really know what's going on. So he's just sitting here remembering good times with them. And, you know, I guess trying to figure out how in the world do we get to this place? Again, and those good times were still weird. I got your strawberries. I got the strawberry. It's raining. I think they were trying to play it as a little romantical. Yes. Like, and yeah. they touch your hands. But like, the thing what? is, I think it was also the way that they played it in his memories. It was off because there was something off about the memories. He was omitting certain things that he remembered later on, like the fact that she had a son and this son had been visible in their lives. But it's like when he was remembering, like when he was remembering sitting at the piano with her playing, you know, that was kind of a little flirty Mm -hmm. charged moment. But if you see, if you remember later on in the episode, once he remembers what happened, her son was in the background. You know, he was there throughout all of these remembrance, all of these memories that he had. 
And he had just been omitted. So that's why they felt a little off because they were off. He wasn't remembering the full picture. He was keeping the traumatic part of it out of his brain yeah. because of what and, he saw later. And also people, um, memories and perspectives of things sometimes are not actually accurate mm-hmm. to the, what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. So, but he created a romantic relationship. And you know what? I think there probably was the start of one. Yeah. But then things started happening. So basically what happened is they are living in this little community and it's I can't remember what they were, but it's kind of like, you know, how you have the Amish community where they live by themselves. And so it was it was one of these little type of religious communities where they kind of kept to themselves. They had. Huh? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had walls. So I guess in a way it was similar to Alexandria, like, OK, we have our people, we have our families, we have safety, we have walls, we have a way of living and we're maybe not thriving, but they were surviving. They I mean, they sat him down with the regular meal. They had salad. You know, they were eating regular food, which I'm assuming they grew given mm-hmm. the kind of community they were. Strawberries. Yes, there were strawberries that he went to pick for her. You know, she was going to put it in salad, which is really weird. (laughs) That I think the dialogue was off in that scene. It just it felt too fake. Well, everything was off because again, he's piecing memories together. Right. Right. And then it was, I guess it was awkward because again, this is one of those things where there's obviously an attraction between the two of them, mm. but at the same time, I felt like maybe neither one of them were trying to do an actual romance because again, he's not here to stay. This is temporary. He's only here while he recovers from his injury, but he obviously was trying to go somewhere to look for somebody. They never really mentioned who, Mm-mm. but he keeps looking at this photo of his family. So maybe he thinks his family is out there. Again, we don't really know what the time frame is as far as when this takes place in regard to when the world fell, you know? Well, ex- explain something to me. The photos, were the photos there or was he? The no, I think, I think the photo was there. Those drawings of the boys. They made me think they were like missing person. That's what it put me in the mind of. Yeah, I thought so too. That's what I'm saying. Was it in the house or he just saw them somewhere? I thought he saw them like in the basement where the kids were. Like maybe the kids had drawn them or maybe the person who was abducting the kids had drawn them. You know, like maybe that was one of Um, his sick things. So what we find out is that um, these, oh, that's what it was. Was Mark Martin the the name of the little boy that, that was eventually found? That was her son. I think that was his name. I'm not sure. But anyway... So what we find out is happening is that there have been some abductions in the neighborhood. Some kids have gone missing and there starts to be, I guess, some suspicion. And of course, you're the new person in town. You are the only person that does not look like everybody else. You are the only person who nobody really knows. So I think the suspicion kind of starts going his way but I don't even think it was that to begin with because they seem in a way 
I feel like they seem genuine in befriending him. But that one, Amanda, she had some, she clearly had some weird ways about her. One of his um, recollections was them fishing at the lake. And she says something to him. She says, sometimes murder is mercy right before she bashes a fish. And I was like, okay, that don't seem right. Like if somebody just all of a sudden says something like that to me, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to that. That's not creepy at all. At, at all. So what happens is he's in the bed and he's reading a book and he's, he hears like a child reciting something. I forgot the, the little boy was saying something in French. So he hears it through the air vents. And of course he's like, why do I hear a child? He goes down to the basement. He follows the voice down to the basement. And there is one kid handcuffed to a pole in the basement. This child has already died. Mm -hmm. So it's a walker. Then he looks over in the corner and there's another little kid, a boy that he knows. And as he's trying to set this little boy free, Amanda comes down the stairs and she's like, this place is not for you. This place is not for anyone. So automatically he's thinking, oh, you kidnapping little boys and keeping them down here. The other little boy gets away. Him and Amanda get into a little tussle. And apparently, uh, if I remember correctly, she knocked him out or somebody else knocked him out. But what we find out later on is it wasn't Amanda. It was her son, her teenage son who had been luring these little boys. And I don't know what else he was doing with them, but he did, he did eventually kill some of them. Now, the really creepy thing about this was the little boy that escaped was his cousin. And I'm like, you done kidnapped your own cousin and are keeping him hostage in the same fucking house mm-hmm. that his mama, your auntie, lived in. Mm-hmm. I wasn't understanding that. I wasn't wasn't understanding that. Because because to me, if I know my son, I'm searching the entire house first before I even go outside. Okay, let me check the attic. Let me check all the rooms. Let me check the bathroom. Oh, we have a basement. Let me go check the basement. Maybe he's down there playing it. My question is, why did you not hear this child through the um through the vents. Maybe she was out picking strawberries. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the son was the one who was killing these kids and his mama was covering up for him. Now apparently she wasn't participating, but she was covering up for him. She knew what he was doing and she helped him. And the crazy thing is she was trying to um, she was trying to stop Devon from going and telling, you know, the townsfolk because the townsfolk, of course, they're upset. Some of the kids are missing. They don't know what's going on. So he's trying to go tell the townsfolk and he's trying to go tell his little crush that, hey, your sister got your son in the basement. And so Amanda tries to stop him. And um, they get into a little tussle in the, in the garage and 
did he handcuff her to him or did she have okay he He handcuffed her to him so that she couldn't go anywhere she couldn't escape they get into a tussle i think she hits him with the she hits him with something and they fall her face falls into the bucket of what must have been some kind of acid because it starts eating away at her face and that is eventually what kills her now just as she dies here comes the creepy son into the garage and he sees all of this and he's upset because his mama is dead now his mama was the one protecting him so now he went all around town telling everybody that devon killed his mama yeah and i think he knocked him out he oh yes he was the one that knocked him out yes right so i don't remember if devon got up and went you know ran into the woods i, I don't remember how he got remember he was carrying her like because at first he was like help help and then he ended up getting you know from the hit you're right days and fell out and so then by the time it, it re- reverts back to the beginning he's knocked out and of course she trying to gnaw on him but clearly she don't have no damn mouth so that's why because in the beginning i was like how he not getting eaten she all on his back. That's what I, I thought, was. Wondering. I thought so too. But that explained, you know, she she burned her mouth off. Right. So, you know, and at this point, he's still not remembering everything, you know. But while he's in the house, you know, he's having he's having these flashbacks and he's having these remembrances, and. He gets caught like they I guess they finally figured out where he was. They come back to the house, you know, and, and they bring him to. I don't know if this was like a cemetery or just out like a cemetery. They so have they him. have him tied up and the whole town is there yelling at him. Murderer. murderer. Children, how could you? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Nora. Nora. That's her name. So Nora starts calling him a monster in French, calls him a, a murderer. Here comes the son talking about you killed my mother, and they've uh, they've brought Amanda's body from the table into the cemetery. So they're all sitting there just like with her, with her hand on her chest. <laughs> no, you She's so innocent. <laughs> She's so innocent. Right. And he's telling, them, yeah, he's the one that was killing the kids. My mother found out, and that's why he killed her. I was like, you know. Oh, these evil! Ch- what what is your saying, Casey? He need a whooping <laughs> <laughs> because he, damn, he definitely needed a damn whooping. He gummed up. He he did. A crazy. He did. But here's the funny thing about that scene, Casey. Did you re- did you recognize anybody in that scene in that gra- uh, graveyard scene? So when they're all sitting there and they're calling him a monster, you know, the old man comes up to him and he was like, you know, you're a killer, it's children, blah, blah, blah. And he's still sitting here trying to remember. He was like, I can't remember anything, but you know, I would never kill somebody unless they made me do it. And Nora is still sitting there fussing at him. There is a guy who walks up next to Nora with a beard and a lot of red hair. That is our trivia person. From Water Tower Tours, <laughs> oh. Stephen Sweet. What is? It? I'm gonna have to go back and find. He posted it. it. He posted it on his Facebook. Like, did you see me in the episode? I was like, oh my god, that is him. Because I was looking at him like, 
he looks familiar, but I was thinking it was an actor I might have seen in something else. I was looking at him like he looks real familiar, but he had like this whole big beard and he had the long hair. And he posted the clip because he cut all of that stuff off like a couple of days later. But I was like, hey, I know that person. Right. Like, I'm going to need your autograph now. Right. right. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, you know what? We're going to clip that and we're going to put it on the shirt and wear that shit. When we go, we are going to have us a shirt with his ass on it. And we're going to get him to sign it. That's That'll be awesome. That'll that's, be awesome. That, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have us a shirt. That'll be awesome. But yeah, they're sitting here still calling him a murderer. Now he is clearly telling them, I would not do this. I would mm-hmm. not kill kids. You know, I, I wouldn't kill anybody unless they gave me a reason to. And nobody is believing him. And what they decide is that they're about to exert their own method of punishment. I guess that's one thing about small towns. You don't have to wait for the court. You don't have to wait for a judge. You're a judge, jury, and executioner. And goddamn, the way they're about to execute his ass. Yes, it's the strangest thing. I mean, came up with this method? Right, you're destroying. Okay, you don't really need that, you know. But you calling him a monster. But just kill him. Then even once you're dead, I'm going to let you go to the walkers. And then I'm going to just kill me. So basically what they were going to do, they had had a, um, what you call that thing? Is the the little construction, the crank, the bull, it's like a, yes. They're about to put him in a school bus. They're going to crush him. Then they're going to drag him out and leave him in the ground for the walkers to get. And then they're just going to let his body be absorbed by the earth so that there is no memory of him. His voice will be lost. And I was just like, y'all had to really think about this kind of punishment. Like, obviously, y'all have had some people Did they do it before? before. That's the real question. That's the Is thing. The I don't know. I, That's what I'm saying. Y'all have had some like, people do some shit. And this, it sounds like this may have been the second time because they perfected it. Yeah. So, <laughs> again... Third or fourth then, because you done perfected it. Did you know your blood goes into the ground and become one with the earth again? Because clearly your, they know... The your voice will be lost. Your memory... Your memory won't exist your what he said your blood will be observed by the earth you will die alone your name erased your memory lost i was like damn you you a hateful person i mean i understand yeah you think that this dude killed some kids but he is steadily telling you that he didn't kill these children and then when he gets when they put him into the van and the machine starts of course he's still panicking and he's still remembering slowly remembering he remembers that this kid is alive and that he followed the son to the little church place where they were and that the little boy is still alive. He's like, I think he's still alive. I think he's still alive. And then he calls his name. And of course, this is Nora's son. So she's trying to get them to stop. Of course, they're all in a frenzy. Now, you know, when, when you kind of stoke those fires, People are not going to listen to reason. They want blood. It's kind of like being right. in gladiator. Right. They want some well, blood. 
well, one thing you said, right. he slowly remembered. His ass didn't slowly remember. He about to die. That memory popped up real quick. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's another boy. There's another boy. Hold on. <laughs> so, yeah, he remembers. He's alive. He's alive. Wait. She's trying to get them to stop. And then a couple of other people start saying, wait, what if he is telling the truth? What if there is somebody else alive? And of course, the mob mentality, they're like, no, kill him, kill him, kill him. So then they start the fighting. <laughs> and as they're fighting, this machine is still going, crushing the van. But Nori is able to get up there and she pulls the person out. They get it to stop. And as everybody else is fighting in all the confusion, little Mr. Kidnapper runs off. And Devon sees him running off. Mm-hmm. So he finds a way to get out of the van. He follows the son back to the little church place. And the, the little boy is still alive. And I think his name is David. Little boy is still alive. And the the reasoning for his being kidnapped and the other children being kidnapped, what was it? What was the homeboy said? He said, this place does something to young boys. I'm just trying to save you. Dude, don't save me. Don't don't save me. I don't need your help. Please. So apparently two of the other kids that he had kidnapped died. And he was about to, I guess, kill his cousin too. I guess he was giving them, he was giving them some kind of pills or tablets that I guess was killing them slowly. And I think he was at this point where he was like, okay, yeah, you know what? You guys to go. It's, it's too much going on. So I thought the, it was a, um, a, a, it was a candy or something. Because he had different flavors. That's what I would, like, yeah, yeah, but it was like banana or lemon. Yeah, some kind of, I guess maybe like a gummy bear or something like that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really see. Yeah. But yeah, it was something flavored because that's what the little boy had been reciting. He was reciting all of the flavors. And no one noticed him making some gummy bears? You know, there's so, so clearly not. The mama didn't even know that her son was in the goddamn basement. Right. That's what I was going to say. They're not paying attention to shit. Was it strawberry flavored? You know, (laughs) I think what the problem was, this community was a little... They probably trusted each other too much and were like, oh no, this, this couldn't happen. Maybe the kids got lost in the woods. You know, maybe they thought that that was something that happened. Like something happened to these kids. They ran off or they did this. They had no reason to suspect that anybody was actually doing anything to these kids. Oh, I raised my hand. Okay. So I thought they were walled off. Mm-hmm. So what the hell are they getting lost? So you don't have no one at the, the gate to make sure the kids don't leave. I, I mean, mean, they're in a whole the- bunch of woods. So those kids could have got lost. Where's this wall then? I don't know. Because we don't know. Again, we don't know how we don't know how large this community is. We don't know. So. 
Well, they said, she said, this used to be the land, uh, used to be our land before the British took it. So we just took it back. So it, to, to me, it sounds like it's got to be a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those kids, was, you know, this was if our the kids, land and we taking it back. Right. What, put a wall around it and got rid of all uh modern, well, hell, we in apocalypse ain't no modern amenities. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, we don't know how, we don't know how far into the apocalypse this is. But those kids could have, they could have wandered off. They could have been playing. They could have got lost. And if it's cold at night, they could have just been huddled in. They could have been lost in the woods. It's not like we haven't seen that happen before. Right. But it's just, you know, it hits a little closer to home when it's Nora's son. And then, of course, as Devon is sitting outside of this uh, place, listening to these two, the the kid and the, I, I cannot remember their names. David and uh, the kidnapper boy, as he's sitting and listening to them talk, that's when he starts really remembering everything that happened. That's when he remembers, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing the little boy, David, in the house. He was like, oh, he he was always there. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. So, of course, he goes in, he tries to confront the dude. They get into this little argument. And the little boy, you know, he's just sitting there trying to figure out what, what's about to happen. He's like, yeah, so I want to go out, but I'm scared and y'all are fighting. <laughs> and it's just like, he doesn't know what to do. And Devon and oh boy, they go out. And this dude actually has a trap door in the ground he pulls the trap door open and two of the kids that he kidnapped and killed are in there as walkers and he's trying to throw devon down there i was like see he's gonna throw devon down there nobody's gonna know he's there everybody's gonna my my thought was my thought was he was gonna put it down there like oh i caught him you know, because from what they know, he escaped from mm-hmm. the truck during yeah. the melee. And he killed the boys, so. Yeah, and who, who would, because to the mob, Devon was the killer. Right. So he could, his story could have been, oh, I found them. I found these kids. I found him. And, you know, I threw them down there or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I, here's proof. He go to kids that he had killed. Right. But I mean, so while he's doing this, he's he's sitting there, you know, he's he's basically he's monologuing. Okay. He's telling all the tea. He's telling Devon, you know, my mom didn't know. She didn't know what was going on. This thing messed me up. And I started taking the kids because I was protecting them. And then she found out. And she decided to cover for me because I was her son and she wasn't going to lose me, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Now, here's the other thing. So Devon has been, the way that he's been portrayed in this episode is that he is one of these people. He's like, no, murder is wrong. There has to be a other way. I was like, oh, he's been reading from the book of Morgan. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Casey. So when you look at the recollection. My life is precious. Wait. When you look at the recollections, 
It seems like Devon is one of these people who was like, okay, I wouldn't kill except to save my life. So of course it wouldn't track that he, you know, is killing kids and stuff. They started to fight and he takes, a, he has a little bat or some kind of stick and he knocks. Um, I cannot remember this dude's name to save my life. He knocks him down. And this is where he hears like, or he sees the little trap door. And he opens it up, and that's when he finds the two bodies. And he's sitting here like, hold up. This is what you're doing? And, you know, the guy's like, I'm not going to stop. You just got caught. And you're going to tell somebody you're not going to stop? You're going to have to kill me. You don't have it in you. You're like, you're right. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, he, he knocked really him down to- first. He really needs a therapist right now. And some about, yeah. about that boy. Something wrong with him. He the precious one. <laughs> you know what? I would have seen that little that little wiffle ball bat or whatever it was he had. Mm-hmm. And I would have I would have went full Negan on him. But no, I'm glad he, he, did, he would have been the murderer. Right, right? That's true. And, then and I'm glad he, he would have looked because- like he wouldn't have been able to explain. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're right. But my first instinct. I would have got some licks in though. Right. Right. <laughs> you're well, call- me bear. I got to hit you three or four times. Right. So he has called for Nora and Nora has heard him. And here comes the town. And they're telling, you know, he's, he's still trying to tell everybody, no, Devon did this. Devon did this. And Devon was like, no, let me tell you what the real business is. And of course, Ga- Gavin, and I think that's his name. Yes. Well, he's sitting there trying to tell Nora, no, he's confused. He did this. And Nora is looking at him like, no, you did this. Like, I'm sorry. I need Nora to understand that she need to pick a side. She needs to pick a side and she needs to make, she needs to do a little soul searching before she just starts accusing people. Cause you accuse this one person who you have been sweet on, you have been flirting with. I think maybe that was a guilt. Ready to have him crushed. Ready to have him crushed. And now that you find out it's your nephew, now you want to turn on him. Which I can understand that because this this is your son that he was messing with. Well, and you have that. evidence of the right. other stuff that he's done. And, you know, of course, the mother of the boys, she's there. She's upset. And Devon, he uses this opportunity to go the fuck off. He says, you yes, would have killed me. He should have. Mm-hmm. He was like, you would have killed me. Do you even care? He was like talking about my name would have been erased and all this other stuff. Would you have regretted it when he killed another one of your children? Because think about it. That dude just told you, I'm not going to stop. So Devon was dead and this stuff kept going. Who are you going to blame me? That part. And it's like, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't be able to bring him back. And apologize and be like, oops, we made a mistake. Mm-mm. You turn on someone else in your neighborhood. 
for convenience. Right. It's one of those you guilty until you prove an innocent. They would have picked another adult male in the neighborhood and say it was him. Right. Because she's not going to think it's my damn nephew. No. But but side note. She probably ended up protecting him in the end, too. Like, my nephew would never do such a thing. Right. Because, you know, at this point, there's no DNA, there's no those things Mm -hmm. that link you back to the crime. But the good thing is, the son was still alive and he came out he was like you didn't know right yeah the son came out he was like um devon saved me cousin cuz over here was the one who did this right i think that's the only reason why they even believed him but as he's sitting here going off on everybody and he's talking to them he was like look we don't have to live like this anymore we decide who we get to be and that was something that Nora had told him right that, you know when things were good we decide who we are is this right. what you want to be How, however it gets thrown out the window when you know kids go missing and your own son go missing. <laughs> it does but however she needs to also understand Nora that your sister also knew that your son was down there in the basement I'm going to say that, that too yeah but I mean there's and nothing they can do about that, that now because her, no. her sister is dead no. so no. she can't do anything about that now Devon is giving this nice little speech and stuff. I felt like he was still trying to say, okay, you guys, y'all don't have to do anything to him. Like, punish him, but don't do what y'all were going to do to me. Nora was like... That's what I'm saying. Nora's going to get him... He would have had to get the same treatment. If you don't put him in that car, crush him, let the walkers get him. No, no. No, Nora got to realize that, yeah, because your sister and your nephew was involved. He must, he must die. So anyway, Nora delivers the the first blow. She slaps him across the face. And then some of the other neighbors come and they start kicking him and beating him. And then two of the guys pick him up. And as he is pleading with his auntie for his life, they throw him in the hole with the two walkers that he murdered. And they have him for lunch. And they basically literally... They leave him in there, pull the thing, and they start going. And Devon walks off. And he, I mean, he's giving them the stink out like, y'all motherfuckers almost killed me. Y'all almost killed me. Right. You almost killed me. And Nora got the nerve to be looking at him with regret, like, I'm sorry. Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) You can take you and that sorry, and you know where. Shove it right up your way. Man, because I was this close to that. I was in a car that was being crushed. I was in the car. I don't care that you pulled the driver out to see. You helped put me in there. <laughs> Let you me tell you. Community. You can kiss my ass. I'm out. <laughs> Look, thanks for the legs. Thanks for the glasses. I'm out. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I'm about to go. I don't want nothing to do with y'all. Let me out this wall. Let me out what whatever it is y'all have blocking me in. Let me the fuck out. I don't want to stay here no more. Right. Then, so what did he say to her when he walked away? He said, um, he said something in French, but they didn't put the word down there because I can't rewind. I'm like, what? Where's my word? I don't know. Was, um. 
oh, what did he say? It was, I, I see, or I can see, or something like that. Something that she had said to him earlier in the episode, you know, either she said it or Amanda said it to him, but yeah, basically basically it was was like, yeah, it was, it was from that conversation they were having when he was talking about how, um, he could never kill anybody unless somebody threatened him. You know, he was like, yeah, we don't, we don't have to be this. We don't have to be Mm -hmm. what the world is trying to make us to be or something. And she said something to him like, I can see or we can see or something like that. So I think that's what he was saying when he left out. But it was basically one of those. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. (laughs) It was basically like, um, yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to see if he says. Okay, yeah, he doesn't say it in English. But yeah, it was something in French. That's why I was like. I don't know French people. I, I I don't remember that much of it, but um, I remember I looked it up after the episode, and then I forgot about it because busy Dragon Con stuff like that. So, I let me tell you, if I was him, I wouldn't even go back to the to the house for anything like. I think she had, Nora had the only important thing to him, which was his picture. And I think she had given, she gave it back to him. He was like, snatched from like, I don't need nothing else. Let me go. Where, where's, where's the gate? Where's right. the gate? I think at this point, he probably would climb whatever wall they have. Cause I don't think he want to talk to none of them folks. None, none of them. None of them. None and of they probably, you know, they probably felt guilty. They see him leaving. Oh, we're so sorry. Um, and he shouldn't even leave because he has a head injury. However, it's okay. I would not I stay leave. there. I ain't staying. Mm-hmm. I would not. Dis- I'm, I'm I taking would not. Some or shit when I leave, I'm taking some shit when I leave. But I'm I was gonna say, or if I do stay, y'all are putting me in my own house, and y'all about to wait on me hand and foot. You know what? I have a head injury. I have a I have a leg that just got amputated. I need y'all to bring me food. I need y'all to bring me water. I need y'all to make sure all my shit is taken care of until I decide to leave mm-hmm. this motherfucker. But yeah, mm-hmm. you best believe y'all I need about all my to... restitution. Hello, hello, hello. Because yeah. the way that they treated him, and again. Down the whole thing. This is a new person in the neighborhood. He wasn't raised with y'all's rules or values, and you don't know what type of person he is. I can understand that part. The thing that gets me is the fact that y'all obviously got too comfortable with the way that y'all were doing things there and wasn't paying attention. How was your son kidnapped? In your own house, he is in your basement and you have no idea. Or even the other kids for that matter. Like you don't hear nothing. Because right. for him to have a him to be able to hear him and go down there. Now come on. And he went down there after. He went down there before and after. Because didn't he kill the little walker boy? And that was after, and that's when they found him, put the thing on his head, and tied him to the goddamn mm-hmm. gravestone. 
But you know what? Oh. The the um Nora's son probably did hear that boy and went down there and ended up being kidnapped. That's why he got his cousin. Oh, you know what? He might he might have heard. He might have stumbled yeah. down there like, oh, I think I hear another kid. Okay, but so your mama your mama couldn't hear because here's the thing. They didn't have gags on those kids. Even the Walker boy, he didn't have a gag on him. No. You mean to tell me? No, he was drugging them, remember? He was drugging them. Yeah, it's the gummy bears. He was drugging them. Because at first, when, when once we figured out what everything I thought in the beginning divine was drugged I didn't mm-hmm. you know I knew he had a head injury but parts right. of it made me think he was hallucinating right so I thought part of him was on drugs too but we realized it was just the you know the head injury but I mean that was a pretty major head injury yeah yeah but like he got clocked and really good the mm-hmm. way that the episode played out with the little you know the little mini flashbacks is this a hallucination or is this real? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he kept flashing back to a couple of times he'd go to the pictures and that happened a couple of times. So is this real or am I imagining mm-hmm. this? And just the different ways that the flashbacks played mm-hmm. gave, and then the way they were like, you know, they weren't a clear flashback. It was like that. You know how they make the little... It was murky it. because he couldn't... Re- yeah. Again, that was the trauma part yeah. of his memories that he was blocking out because that's right. what led to all of this so it's like he wasn't he wasn't remembering everything the way it was supposed to be mm-hmm. and it was being revealed to us in little you know little snippets but i'm telling you i don't understand how you got kidnapped children in your house i mean i understand okay her sister amanda probably did things to make sure that those children wouldn't be hurt. And again, we don't know how long those children were missing before they got moved or or before they got killed, because I'm going to assume that at some point he had those other kids in that other building, in that little church. And that's why they were buried so close to it, because he had to, I would assume he had to have moved Mm -hmm. them at some point, because at this point, you have those two that were in the grave. You have the little boy that Devon ended up having to kill because he was already a walker. And then you have uh, Nora's son. That's four boys. Somebody should have been making some kind of noise. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they were drugged. Mm-hmm. You could have made some noise on the pipe. Somebody had to go to the bathroom at some point. If you're not going to the, if you're not taking them to the bathroom, they're going to be pissing and shitting right there where they are. You think that smell is not going to travel in the house? Some, something should have been noticed that something ain't right in your house. The Mm -hmm. way that Amanda would try to talk to her son and like the one time that they showed the flashback once Devon was remembering who Amanda was when they had the dinner and she was talking about she was talking about her son and her husband and how I guess they had gone beyond the wall and the husband didn't make it back. Okay. So I'm, I'm a little suspect about that too. So did old boy kill his daddy? I, I'm wondering about that too. But when she goes to reach to like, just touch her son in a comforting gesture, he literally jerks his hand away from her. Like, don't touch me. I'm like, after we see the reveal of everything in the episode, I'm like, 
mother, this woman is taking up for you. She is covering for you while you are murdering little boys and you got the nerve to snatch your hand away from her. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I, I'm 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 sorry. Um that's that. He should have got a woman a long time ago. He was he, he, he should have. <laughs> and here's the other thing. He needed a woman. I understand that's that's my child or whatever, but I have already told my children. I told them a long time ago. I was like, if you ever, ever do anything that gets you into legal trouble like that, not you know, murder or whatever, because you know, nobody's gonna prep their children wherever you decide to become a murderer. But I'm yeah. like, if you decide that you're going to do illegal stuff and you get caught and you have to go to jail, guess what? Mommy is not coming to bail you out. I work too yeah. fucking hard to waste my money because you made a stupid decision. Now, I can understand making a mistake. However, your child is going around kidnapping and killing children's and you covering that is not the type of thing that you're gonna that you're gonna say Mm -hmm. oh i want to be mommy of the year let me cover Mm -hmm. this shit up Mm -hmm. what kind of person are you that Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. sleep at night knowing there are kidnapped young boys in the basement we don't even know what he was doing to the young boy yo nephew right yo nephew even before the nephew there were three other boys they had been kidnapped. But and we saying, don't know what he was doing with them. Been, the nephew would have been like, okay, now this, this is a little bit too far now. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. But that's maybe, what I'm saying. There isn't such a strong connection to the other. This is my whole nephew. Mm-hmm. Like my whole sister's kid. Like that should have been your awakening of, eh, maybe you just went a tad bit too far. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And the nephew that live in the house with y'all. In the house. Like, if you're going to do stuff, you don't do stuff with stuff inside your house. You kidnap other kids. What is the saying that people say you don't shit where you sleep? Right. And that's what he did. He shit it all in that bed. (laughs) Shit. And like I said, that is the reason why his mama's dead. Right, right. But I, I don't understand the type of person that you can be to where something like that is going on up under your roof and you can sleep. Mm-hmm. Knowing your sister is worried about her child. Yeah, that is bad. And you can sleep at night. She kind of deserved that acid to the face. Absolutely. I know she wasn't the one who was actually killing the kids. But she deserved that shit. Mm-hmm. She really did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is another one of those episodes that I feel like is kind of sort of open-ended because they they did not give us a clear indication of what Devon is doing after this episode. So if any of those other, like those smaller clues, like the PPP card or whatever, if that, you know, that could have a tie into any one of these other spinoffs or shows that are coming up. So we may see his character again. Now, again, like everybody said, he's probably not related to Heath, but that would be a nice, that would be a nice thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it would, it, it would answer our questions. Cause again, where the fuck is Heath? Where is he? I need to know. 
inquiring minds need to know. I do remember like, that. Like, right, if, just if, like you didn't know what happened to him. And like, we still don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. We going to find out. I hope so, because if they close you out better find this out. show. You can't, you can't wrap up no show and leave no loose ends. I'm sorry. They can if they're planning other spinoffs. I'm going to have to write a strongly worded They can letter. if they forgot about them. <laughs> they huh? didn't forget. Believe me, this fandom oh. has not let them forget what? about what? them. We didn't let them forget. Somebody actually posted. So on Twitter the other day, somebody posted a question and said, what do you want to happen in these last eight episodes? Like, is there is there something that they haven't explained that you want to know? Or what is it that you want? And the very first comment I saw was, where the hell is he? <laughs> but we all want to know. It, 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 it's too late to ask that since they wrap filming, you know? So it, it better be something that ends up being answered. Or like you said, it, it, it could turn into, a, a, you know, a, 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 a tale's tale. Or mm-hmm. it'll show up in the Rick and Michonne show. Because again, what we know is that supposedly he was captured by the CRM. Okay. So that means if he's there and they didn't turn him into a test subject, then they, they probably saved his life. They probably were like, oh, we saved your life. You owe us. You have to work for us to pay off your debt, whatever, whatever. We know that Rick may have a connection to the CRM. So it's possible we might see Heath because the way that the Rick and Michonne show is supposed to go, or at least the way the movie was supposed to start, the Rick movie, the first one they said was going to pick up immediately after his last episode in the helicopter, which means he would have had to go to the CRM, which means he may have seen Heath or come across Heath. So yeah, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep hope alive that Heath is alive and that we will see him again. Yes. Don't be looking like that. Don't be looking like that. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm one of those. And when you say that, I keep thinking, what if Rick has amnesia? So that's why he's been gone. He's not giving himself back. I'm just wondering. When you say Rick don't have amnesia, my my thought is they know where they picked him up from. And they say, if you go back here, we'll kill everybody. Yeah, that that was the conclusion that we came to. Okay. Because um, something happens in season 10 that you'll get to, because you're you're at season nine already, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So something happens in season 10, which prompts Michonne's uh, leaving the show when Denai Guerrero left the show to go do her Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. They basically, they wrote Michonne off in a way that was open-ended so the character could come back. They didn't kill her off. So something happens that that's Rick-related that prompts her on her journey. Mm-hmm. And it, because of that happening, I don't think Rick has amnesia. You okay. know, we and Casey and I have discussed it. We really feel like because Rick was close to death when the CRM got him, they saved his life. They probably told him, okay, so since we saved your life, kind of like uh, the hospital did with Beth, yep. we saved your life, we used resources to save your you life. To pay it off. So now you have to pay it off. 
And because we know where we picked you up from, if you try to escape, if you try to go back home, if you try to warn anybody, we will go and wipe out your people because, um, and I don't, you haven't watched World Beyond yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm just going to say this off the bat. We know they're good for killing people. They are good mm-hmm. for killing people that don't fit into their plans. Mm-hmm. So okay. something tells me that Rick has been a part of that and probably has has been made to to stay with them for fear of Michonne and Judith. So yeah, he's out there somewhere. And I think Heath is out there somewhere too. Okay. And um, you know, maybe the reason why we haven't seen Heath is because if he and Rick are both there together. And he sees Rick and he sees the predicament that Rick is in. Maybe he decided to stay and be like, okay, you know what? Since you can't go back home, I won't go back home. We'll she has created here. her own show right here. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> there are so many ways they could play this. Absolutely. But Heath is not dead. I'm not accepting that. I would love it if he and Devon are actually related. They don't have to be brothers. They might can be cousins. You know, I mean, we've seen some reunions within the Walking Dead universe Mm -hmm. of of siblings and stuff like that who have been apart for 10 years and and they find each other. So it can happen. It can happen. Okay. It can happen. And the reason why he, you know, that picture that Devon had, if this is a thing like him and Heath are related or whatever, maybe Heath wasn't around at the time that that graduation photo was taken he could have been in the military he could have been here he could have been there he could be out there's so many ways that they can write this like they literally left that so open-ended but didn't devon say he was in the military he did so maybe that's where the ppp card came from because if military took heath and devon was military the crm yeah maybe yeah. Yeah, we just got a whole bunch of speculation over here. Yeah, but. yeah, we do. <laughs> so, we gonna, we, no. gonna, we we better find out. <laughs> That's a whole other show. But oh, Michelle, you still you still didn't like this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm shaking my head. No. No. That's all right. I like I it. I didn't. Where's the musical? Uh I don't think they're doing one. I don't think they're doing one because I've seen I've seen (laughs) I've seen the sixth episode and there is no musical there. So okay. That was just a weird rumor. I don't know how that rumor got started, but thankfully, yeah, because I don't think I think this is only a six episode series. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I don't get the future episode. I wanted to see one in the future. Okay, guess not. I well, don't know. I, y- y'all haven't seen it, so I can't tell. Well, Casey, have you seen it yet? Yes. Oh, okay. So we can't tell you yet. It, it might take place in the future. It might not. We don't know. We're not telling. Oh, okay. I, I read between the lines. Thank you. I'm just saying, we, we don't So know. that'll be better. It'll be better than this episode. Girl. I mean, out of one through five, this is, the, this is at the bottom. Really? Really? Yeah. What other one would be okay. at the bottom? Okay, so let's see. We had Joe and Evie. We had Gina and Blair. We had Gina Al- and Blair has been my favorite so far. We had the Alpha episode. And, and that was good too. And then we had Dr. Everett and Amy. Amy. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So yeah. how would I, I let me see, how would I rate these? Yeah. I would say the alpha episode first for me, be, just because I'm familiar with that character and it was interesting mm-hmm. to see, you know, another step in her journey. So the alpha episode is first for me. I want to say probably Blair and Gina, just because that episode was funny as shit, even though I was confused as hell at the end, Mm -hmm. it was still really funny. It was, Mm -hmm. it was such a departure from what we've seen in the TWD universe. So yeah, I think that was, that was enough for me to say that one was number two. Um, The Dr. Everett episode is number three for me, because again, I like the way that they told that story in that, they gave us a different point of view about the walkers mm-hmm. and what they can be or what they are. So I do, I did like that. Um, and I don't know, I guess this one might be four for me. So the, the Joe and again, Evie irritated me. So that that's, that's probably why Evie irritated me, but I mean, they were all really, really good episodes, yeah. but I liked them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I might watch these episodes again next week and change the order just based on what I see in the episode on a second or third or fourth view. Yeah. Except for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was a nice little psychological thriller. It was, it was, it was decent. The music killed it for me. I'm like, stop, please. Okay. I can give you that. I can give you that. I hate it. Yeah, I guess music. I can I can see that. Yeah. So it still would be the, it the was music the, made it made it seem like really it gave me that you know old tiny yeah feel feel more t- type type yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah and I hate those kind of, probably because I don't like them kind of movies. Yeah. So no where would you rate this Watchmen. episode? I couldn't even was it no Sin City. Because of that damn music. I'm like, oh, okay. You know oh, what? Oh. I'm about to kick you off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't so, do it. It, it was Casey, driving me crazy. How would you rate this episode then? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. at the bottom for me. Okay. I, yeah. The Thank music you. killed it. Like the music, I was just over it. I was okay. like, yeah. Okay. Until next week, then it may change. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. okay i gotta okay. watch it yeah you gotta watch, watch it because i can't even say the comment i want to say because i don't say it to me i'm listening no no we, we're just gonna wait for michelle to watch i'm gonna text you i'm gonna text you my comment <laughs> yeah, before, before she goes on her little uh her little weekend getaway you gotta watch it so that we okay. can yeah but um so this was episode five only episode only six episodes so we only have the one episode left and then mm-hmm. Thankfully, we only have a couple of weeks until The Walking Dead comes back for the final eight episodes. <laughs> so, Walking Dead stuff for us. So, this is what we have going on. October 2nd, which is like two and a half weeks from now, the main show comes back for the last eight episodes. November 20th is when the finale airs. Supposedly, AMC, they have said that they are doing a fan event in LA for the season, for the, excuse me, series finale that Casey and I have already said we're going to. 
Absolutely. We might try and convince Michelle. I don't know if that's going to happen on such yeah. short notice, but they haven't announced any details yet. I'm they need to. It, I'm calling it. They're going to announce the details on October 2nd, probably on Talking Dead. Mm. Okay. That would make when sense. When that first episode airs and they do the after show, that's probably when they're going to announce the details. And I'm going to be at my computer right here, just like this. I already got money put Ready. to the side. I'm already ignoring it. Like, this is my LA money because come hell or high water, I will be at this finale party. But just in case that doesn't work out, which we are not speaking to existence, there are um, there are some other watch parties happening around the city that we may end up going to. So I'm not sure. Uh, Nick and Norman's just uh, they're opening up their watch party um, for the finale, I think tomorrow or Friday morning for people to reserve. Mm. And you I'm, know them going quick. I'm really like, I'm going to LA. I'm going we, to LA. We're going to LA. We're yeah, and they really LA. should have something in LA, in LA. And they should have all the stars and stuff. So they should, should have that shit in Atlanta because this is where the show is. swear to God. That is true too. That is true. But LA, you know, they can probably do a little bit more than if they the, the show. In, 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 in Atlanta? Well, I'll leave. I'm just saying. So anyway, I'm camping out. We camping out because I want to be. I need to be in the front row. So we have that coming up. Um, They have already started film filming Fear the Walking Dead in Savannah. You know they moved to Savannah for season eight. They have already started filming um, at Dragon Con a couple of weeks ago. I got a chance to talk to Lenny James and Denai Garcia. And Lenny says that they have already completed two of the episodes. So they've already finished filming two. I was like, okay, so um, at some point we need to do a road trip to Savannah. It's only three and a half hour drive. We can go for a weekend, sit on the beach before it gets too cold and maybe head over to, I think they're either on, I'm thinking they're either on Tybee Island or somewhere around there. I've heard that they might be doing some stuff. So we need to figure some stuff out and maybe go. Maybe go, mm-hmm. you know, take a road trip. I'm here that would be it. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we've got the Daryl series coming. We've got Negan and Maggie, and they've they've already started releasing like pictures of the Negan and Maggie stuff. I'm gonna be honest; I have not looked at any of them. I was oh, like, oh, I nope. I want to be surprised. I've seen like one picture, but there's another picture where apparently they were fighting with each other. I was like, nope, I don't want to see nothing. I'm oh, really wow. trying to stay yeah, away from I, it. I, I need to see how, how they will put a show together with those two. Because right. right now I'm just, I'm at, I'm at the point where she's ready to go to, um, can't even think of the name right now. Where is he right now? Uh, the Sanctuary? Um, no. Nope. Where are you? Uh, he's at Hilltop. Oh, he's at he's at in Alexandria. He's in the little okay. jail. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, she just said, "Okay, it's time to go. It's time to go get him." Oh, okay. Oh, um, oh, you're on that. Oh, you're on that. Yeah. She's that well. Episode. She just said, "Told Daryl, okay, now we did it Rick's way. It's time to go. It's time to go get him." I said, "Okay." You know what episode she's on, right, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you just need to keep keep going. Watch maybe one more episode. 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe two. Yeah. Watch those before you before you go out of town. Okay. Try, try and get those out the way. So, I'll yeah. try. So See, I was three. trying to download them. I was trying I was to say trying download to download them and watch them, watch them on the road. I was trying to, and because I'm watching it through Netflix and everything else, I can download. I can download Bridgerton. I can download other movies. I can't download nothing. You got Hulu? Wait, no, Walking Dead ain't no Hulu. Mm-mm. Netflix. It's Netflix. I'm like, okay, so. Your assignment for this I can watch show. I can watch in the airport. You have to watch the last episode of Tales of the Walking Dead. And then you have to watch at least two episodes from where you are in season nine. Because I'm, I'm. Okay. Well, Casey got me scared. Now I don't know if I want to watch the last episode right now of the Tales of the Walking Dead. Because I want to be up all night. <laughs> I don't like scary movies like that. Watch it in the daytime. I swear to God. Right. Watch it in the daytime. Watch it in daytime. Yeah. I mean, it was, I thought it was a good episode. It, it, again, different from what we're the scariest person I know. But watch yeah. it in the daytime. Watch it in daytime. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't like scary movies. Oh my God. Because I'll be watching them like this. That's you how I was watching it. see. And then, and then I had to keep going into my phone, like, because <laughs> I don't, I hate when. Stuff like scares you. Mm-hmm. You were scary. You were scary. I was scary. <laughs> and I know Chip was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> he was over me. <laughs> oh goodness. Y'all have any final thoughts on episode five before we close out? Put in the trash. I mean, no. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. And on that note, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We have a Discord channel. You can find us on YouTube and on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.